Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for Let me give you a couple of quick keys and I'll just give you the verses. Giving should be regular and systematic. 1 Corinthians 16, 2 says on the first day of the week. That doesn't mean you have to give every week. If you get paid once a month or whatever. If you don't make it systematic, if you don't do it, you won't give. It should be regular and systematic. Second, giving should be done freely and joyfully. Freely and joyfully. That's 2 Corinthians 9, 7. Each man or woman should decide in their heart what to give. Now, The heart is very important. Today, Pastor Mark says you should never feel manipulated to give. 2 Corinthians 9, 7 says that every man should give what he's decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Scripture teaches that biblical giving should be your first priority. It should be regular and systematic. It should be done freely and joyfully, and it should be proportional to what you've been blessed with. Don't forget, the more generous you are with God, the more He'll entrust to you. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 8, verse 18, with our continuing study entitled, Money Matters. Let me ask you, why should I give off the top to God? Some of you are already nervous about off the top. You're already asking questions before or after taxes. Relax. By the way, if you've asked that question, you're already condemned. Because in a moment, you'll see why. You don't get it. You don't get it. Deuteronomy 8, verse 18. Very important verse. You probably don't have it circled, but you should. Because this is the key to your life and my life. But remember the Lord your God, for it is IBM who gives you the ability, or Harris, to produce wealth. Well, what does it say? For it is who? God. You say, well, it isn't God. It's my education. It's how I was placed. It's the job God opened up for me. It's me. It's my intelligence. It's my hard work. No. Everything comes from God. All the talents I have come from God. Whatever I have comes from God. So if you've landed a great job and you're being making big bucks, who did it come from? It came from God. So why should I give to God the first fruits off the top? Because of gratitude. It's a step of faith. It helps me to be like God and get rid of greed. And realistically, he gave me the ability to have it. Why shouldn't I give it to him off the top? Now, if I do, and you haven't, you haven't followed me yet, but if, if I learn, because I, I don't know what percentage, but I would say this. This weekend when I'm speaking, 
I don't really have a clue about this church, but maybe 60% of you don't practice what we're getting ready to teach. Maybe 70%. I don't know. And if you'll get it, you're going to have to get the tape and listen to it. Think about it. And I'm going to challenge you later. And you're going to see why. In three or four months, you revolutionize your life. I'm serious. Is money spiritual? Oh, it's very spiritual. How we handle it is incredibly spiritual. Now, go back to, if I give off the top, remember the cream? He doesn't want Cool Whip, especially light Cool Whip, especially generic light Cool Whip, especially generic no fat at all Cool Whip. He wants the cream off the top. If I do it, what happens? Go back to uh, Proverbs chapter 3, where your other finger was. Look at verse 10. Still with me? Okay. Circle the word in verse 10, then. Proverbs 3, verse 10. You see, if I give it the first fruits, then the next fruit, which was verse 9 we read, then, if I do this first, what can I expect to happen? Look what it says. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. Just by that verse, you might want to write this, abundance. Notice what it doesn't say here. If you give to God off the top, you won't have enough to pay your bills. Is that what it says? Now, that's what most of you believe. Well, Pastor Mark, there's no way. You look at my budget, there's no way to do this. Well, that's because, number one, you've gotten things mixed up. Sometimes it takes a little work. And I'm going to give you a little plan tonight. Seriously, for many of you that have never tried it, because for many places you've been hype or you just don't understand God's principles. These are principles that are all through the Word. Started thousands of years ago, still works today in everybody's life. Notice, it doesn't say if you give off the top, you won't have enough to pay your bills and you'll always be in financial need. This is a promise. Verse 10 is a promise from God. And it basically is a paradox. It says this, give and you'll get more. Keep and you will lose. Keep and you will lose. Doesn't make sense. Now, turn with me to Proverbs 11.25, quickly. And then with another finger or a pen, you don't have to keep the Proverbs one. We'll be back later, but I'll help you when you get back. Turn to Luke 6.38. So it's Proverbs 11.25, then Luke 6.38. Now let's read Proverbs 11.25. A generous man, what's the next word? Might, is that what it says? Generous man will prosper. If I speak about generous, I want you to think about me. Which am I talking about? Oh, I'm sure you're talking about this in Pastor Mark. Well, you'll see in a moment. A generous man, what? Will prosper. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. You see, I was born to give, but my natural nature is to get. So that's what giving's all about. It's about getting God's nature. Okay? Now look Luke 6:38. Give and what? It will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. Here's the key you want to read. For with the measure <laughs> with the measure you use it will be measured to you. 
Now, go back a couple books to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. Paul says, we're to remember this. Put it in our memory bank. Get it. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. Paul says, remember this. Make it go to the top floor. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Someone has said this. I shovel it out and God shovels it in. And he's always got a bigger shovel than I do. So, I want you to see what he's talking about tonight. Forget the the tools, think about the principle. Here's my money. Here are the things that God has given me. God is instructing me a couple things tonight. We'll see three of them in a minute. Ties, offerings, and alms. Now, if I use this as a relative figure of giving to God, what can I expect back? About that much. Is that right? Yeah. See, earlier on when I said, there's all that money there and you got 15 seconds, you go far away. I don't want that spoon, I want that big one. Well, now when we're talking about me giving to God, it's, well, I like the little one personally. <laughs> Why? Because we're greedy. We don't get this principle. Now, I'll show you in a moment. Don't go down this road of, oh, I want lots of money. Where's the biggest spoon I can get? That's not what it's about at all. So, realistically, if I do what God wants, if I give this, get all and just give it to God like that, what the shovel principle is this, what you just read in those verses is this, when I do that, how much does God give back to me? And his shovel is always bigger than whatever shovel I have. That's God's principle. If my heart is right. Now, if I'm giving for the wrong reason, there ain't much coming back. You'll get that in a moment. You got it? Do you got it? So when we're talking about giving to God tonight, this is God's shovel. This is God's shovel. We'll see in a moment. Realizing when I give to God, what kind of things I'm going to get back. It's that reciprocal principle. When I give, when I give to him, he's going to give back to me. And you'll see at the end how generous that is. Some of you say, well, I'm already giving to God, that's enough, and I'm not going to give anymore. Hmm. Miss the principle. Misunderstanding the principle. Now, God will bless us three ways. Get this down. If you, get, if you don't get this down, you fall to the, sorry to say, the junk on, quote, Christian TV. God will give to us spiritually, materially, and eternally. You let him decide. You see here these people say, well, if you get 50 bucks, God will give you 100 times that back and 100 times 50 and carry the two. Oh, I like that. That's garbage. Realistically, knowing that I'm going to live in eternity forever and here at the most 70, 80, stretch at 100 and be a smucker's guy or whatever, would you like to have your rewards here or there? Not much. Yeah, uh, I know, Pastor, am I going to have a little more here for 70 years versus forever? See, those three ways, just remember, God will give it to us. You'll never outgive him. 
He's very generous. God's a giver. That's his nature. Now, exactly how are we to give? Let me give you these three quickly. Three ways that God instructs us in the word to give. Tithes. It's 10% of your income. That's what the tithe means, the tenth part. Offerings. Offerings are free will opportunities. So that's where the offerings come. And then alms. Alms are for the poor. You guys made the shoeboxes doing the angel tree. We sent stuff to the food kitchen not long ago. You guys brought a ton of food or whatever. That's the alms. Those are the three ways. Now, by the way, the Bible speaks a lot about alms in the book of Proverbs, about giving to the poor. Turn to the last book in the Old Testament, Malachi. Last book in the Old Testament. Malachi chapter 3, verse 8. God speaking to his people, children of Israel, Old Testament. Here's what he says. Will a man rob God? I mean, that's a stupid question, isn't it? Can you imagine? Mark Balmer in newspaper, little West Melbourne thing, whatever. Mark Balmer arrested yesterday for robbing God. That wouldn't look too good for a pastor, would it? Wouldn't look good for any of us. Who wants to rob God? So these people are saying, what do you mean you rob me? Well, he said this, how do you, in the, but you ask, how do we rob you? How could we ever rob God? Here's what he says, in tithes and offerings. Understand this, whenever the children of Israel got away from being full on from God, it always affected their wallet. They got stingy with God. So what's he say? Think of this. If you neglect to give to God what's due him, then God says you're actually robbing him. But who else, who else are you robbing? See, get this principle. Again, it's not, not to get, but here's this, this pool of talent that I have, those four responsibilities. If I just once in a while dish a little bit out for the kingdom of God and all the rest of it is for me, well, I'm doing one thing. I'm robbing who? God, because he's asking for a certain amount. And then secondly, because I'm giving a little, the principle of reciprocation means how much am I getting back? A little. So I'm not only robbing God, I'm robbing myself. That's where we have to understand what this principle talks about. Now, let's read it quickly. Number one, always give to God first off the top. We've already talked about that. Don't have to worry about that. Number two, biblical giving starts with a tithe. Look at Malachi 3.10. You're right there. A couple verses down. So when God says you're robbing me, here's how to stop robbing me. Here's what you're to do. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. In other words, you start giving a tenth. By the way, in the Old Testament, the Jews didn't give a tenth. They gave about 23%, sometimes even more than that. So the tenth was the starting point. But he says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. So let's just figure tonight, just think about this when we talk about this. Let's say you make $100 a week. How much is the tithe? How much? $10. Let's say you make a million dollars a year. How much tithe would you be paying? Sounds a little hard. <laughs> Ten bucks not too bad. hundred thousand. <laughs> well, is that true or isn't it? Okay. So I, I said earlier... And you need to know this. None of the pastors have a clue who gives. I don't have an idea how much you make. I don't care to know how much you make. That's why I love when I teach on this. I look you right in the eye. It doesn't matter. Don't feel guilty. Don't start sweating. Just sit there and smile at me. 
So start adding it up yourself. Now notice you're to give the 10% off the top to the storehouse. Where's the storehouse? It's right here. It's not Christian TV. It's not the church. No, if this is your church, if this isn't your church, you're visiting tonight, relax, cool. You came to the only night a couple times a year that I teach in giving. But you were really blessed if you'll get it. So the storehouse is here. We're to bring all the tithe into the storehouse. And the offerings and the alms go where else? Wherever you want them to go, directed by God. Just make sure they're valid ministries. Just make sure. You can't be sure of that today. Be careful. If that, there, there may be food in my house. And here's something I'm going to challenge you with in a moment. Test me. Only time in the Bible they ever says that. Prove me, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven, pour out such a blessing you will not have room for it. So the tithe was the minimum in the Old Testament. It was the floor, not the ceiling forgiven. It was way before the law. I'm not going to go through that all tonight and all that and fuss with it, except to say this. If you want to fuss about the 10% giving, then you don't understand. I just personally believe this. This is the way I operate in my life. My wife and I have operated always. We believe that is the starting place to give. It's way before the law. Jesus spoke about it. If you want to fuss about 10%, it's very easy. When you go to the book, the New Testament, and you go to Romans, God requires not 10% of us, but guess what percentage? You got it, 100%. Well, how could God require 100%? Because how much is his? It's all. If I came to you tonight with $100,000 and I said, this is a gift, All I want back is 10%. Would you take it? In a heartbeat. Well, that's what God's done. So don't fuss with it. Don't make it legalistic. I know the minute tithe comes out, it's like cold sweat starts coming down. Legalistic is shouted. No, it's not legalistic. And you'll see why in a moment. Okay. Linda and I have done this for 35 years in our marriage. We've taught our kids to do this. If you'll understand it and begin to practice it, your barns will be full. You'll be blessed beyond belief. Let me give you a couple quick keys, and I'll just give you the verses. Giving should be regular and systematic. 1 Corinthians 16, 2 says on the first day of the week. That doesn't mean you have to give every week. If you get paid once a month or whatever. If you don't make it systematic, if you don't do it, you won't give. It should be regular and systematic. Second, giving should be done freely and joyfully. Freely and and joyfully. That's 2 Corinthians 9.7. Each man or woman should decide in their heart what to give. Now, the heart is very important. You should never feel manipulated to give. Don't change anything tonight if you've never given. Take the tape, go home and pray, see what God says to you. It was interesting. I was, I'm exercised bike today and I was watching a channel, and I normally never watch that Christian channel, but they had a guy in there, and his teaching was fairly good until he got to this. He started basically saying this. It was a fundraiser, and he said this. If you'll give, and basically if you'll, if you'll redeem your finances, and you make this pledge to the end of the year, God will bring your prodigal sons and daughters back to you. That's garbage. God wants to bring it back whether you give or not. You can't hold God's hand and say, well, I'm giving this 50 bucks a month. I've got, you bring my daughter and son back. See, that works on people's what? Emotions. Do you know what was amazing? When I watched, I flipped the next channel, the very next channel. You know what it was? It was the psychic lady with her hat on. And she says, send a few bucks and I'll give you your understanding for the rest of your life. There wasn't much difference. And that's sad. And that's why many people don't give because they've been hyped to give. Never feel forced to give. 
Never, ever feel manipulated. God help us. You can't buy his blessings. Number three, giving should be proportional. We already told you that. It says on the first day of the week, each of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with his income. So that's just automatically there. Now what if, what if you've never tithed? Here we go. What if? I want to challenge you. I'll never know it. Doesn't matter. Has nothing to do with me. Has to do with you. Remember? Shovel, blessings, joy, peace, fun times, good stuff. Well, how do you do it? Start it. God says, test me, prove it. So if you make 500 bucks a week, as you pray about it over the next few weeks, just begin working in. You say, well, Pastor, this is impossible. I'm in debt up to my ears. That's one reason. It's one reason people can't obey God's things. You know why? Because they don't know how to handle money. And the world has helped us with a credit card. Every day almost, don't you get another application? There it is. Some of you are up to here and you can't. So what do I suggest you do? Here's what I suggest you do. You find a percentage somewhere. Start with it. Regular, systematic. Here we go. Remember the laugh we practiced? This is why we had it for here. Let's try. Come on. <laughs> Joyfully. If you leave here and say, no way I'm doing that. Don't do it. Do you know God isn't broke? He doesn't need your money. We don't need your money. Do you know, God's blessed us forever. He'll just continue to bless us. You know who will lose? You will. I'm serious. It has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with this church. So you do that. You start with a percentage, 2%, 3%. Then as God blesses you, and you'll see it, just keep inching it up. Get to the 10. Get to where you're going. And then basically, all I can say is this. When God speaks to your heart with offerings and alms and all the rest, we give more than 10% now. It's not in your business how much we give. But we give more. Because God's blesses. You know, you get to J.C. Penney and some of those guys, how much money they had? 90% they gave to God. Well, they got it reversed. No, they didn't get it reversed. They did just fine. So let's remember the three keys. Privilege, enjoyment, and accountability. The more generous we are with God, the more he will entrust to us. So just think about it. Are we honoring God? Do the math. Find a way to start. Don't put it aside, just find a way to start. Now, take that microcosm and move it down to your own self. 15,000 a year, 25,000 a year, 75,000 a year, whatever. Bring it down. All the things you have, you get the privilege of operating. You're supposed to enjoy them. And we have a responsibility. Those who have been Christians a long time, can you, I mean, even in teaching like this, just sit back and go, okay, everything's cool. Let me just ask you, how's your heart? Are you really honoring God with all of those areas, time and all that? So it's, it's God owns everything. What a giving God he is, isn't he? He's a great God. Are you beginning to see God's role in your finances in a different light? If it's been a struggle for you, don't give up because God's purpose for everything in your life is in your best interest. God's ways are higher than man's ways, his thoughts, higher than our thoughts, his economy different than the world's economy. As you're beginning to do life right, remember Pastor Mark's three key words, privilege, enjoyment, and accountability. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Mark will continue to go through this series in the next edition of Lessons for Living. 
To add today's message to your study library, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. The cost for each CD is $5, and that includes shipping. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. Now here's Josh with today's message number and title. Thanks. The message number from today's broadcast is 4025, and the title of this message is Money Matters. Again, today's message number for ordering purposes is 4025, and the title of this message is Money Matters. Are you a good steward who recognizes God's ownership and willingly submits to it? In terms of our finances, most of us don't have money problems, we have management problems. This irresponsibility hampers our freedom, drains our joy, dashes our hope, and impedes our privilege of giving to God. Make sure to tune in next time on Lessons for Living, where you'll learn biblical principles for planning, budgeting, and handling your debt. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue sharing with us from the book of Proverbs. That's next time on Lessons for Living. Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a hurting world A new hope He is giving Lord, let us hear Your 